As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The Giants are world champions. Welcome to the Giants Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco Giants Insider, Alex Pavlovich. Hey everybody, thank you for downloading this or streaming it or whatever you do to listen as always. I think this will be a good time to remind you if you haven't to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, leave a review if you like it. All that stuff helps us get going here and, and thanks as always to Max Muscle for helping us out as well. Uh, today's guest is Joe Rizzo. He is the play-by-play announcer of the San Jose Giants. He's been doing it forever. Um, he's seen everybody. He has seen Buster Posey come through. He's seen Madison Bumgarner, Crawford. Belt. So it was fun talking to him, and, and we talked quite a bit about those guys and, and some of his memories of those guys as they were younger, and, and then also got into the current team and and some of the guys he's seen recently come through there. So Joe knows as much, I think, about the Giants' prospects as, as really probably as much as some of the people who work in the front office because he sees these kids every single day and, and sees some of them for a couple seasons. So I, I think he's very in tune with what they can do, and, and to me it was an interesting talk not just about past San Jose Giants, but current San Jose Giants and, and guys that you might see up in San Francisco at some point. Uh, we were there for Madison Baumgartner's first rehab start in San Jose, his first start in San Jose in eight years. It didn't go well, but I, I think he wasn't too concerned. And, and watching him, watching his body language, he, he didn't seem too bothered. So a, a couple things he has to tweak, needs to get that cutter going, needs to get the curveball going, but it does sound like he'll be back in the big leagues on July 15th. That's been his kind of quiet plan all along and it looks like he's going to make it happen so he will have one more start in the minor leagues joe will have a chance to call that but for now he's on the podcast joe ritzel i'm putting you on the other side of this you usually have the microphone i'm gonna i'm gonna interview you today uh, you have been here for a long time this is your what how many years have you been 11th like? season 11th season so you have you've seen it all that we're here for Baumgartner, obviously, so I'm going to start with that. What do you remember of, he was here for what, five starts? Five starts in 2009 as a 19-year-old, one of the youngest players in the California League. He was so impressive that they moved him up to double-A uh, by early May. But uh, a, a quiet kid, just kind of kept his head down, went about his business, and uh, working well with Buster Posey, who was uh, the young catcher on that 2009 uh, San Jose team. But just one of those guys that when you watched him pitch, uh, you knew that, that there was a bright future ahead. And, and you, you rarely know. You don't, you don't have that sure thing usually here in San Jose because you've got to go through double-A and triple-A and then up to the big leagues. But, but Madison was about as close to a, as a sure thing that, that we had here in San Jose. And, and it, it doesn't happen often where a young player starts a year in the California League and finishes it in San Francisco. And uh, Madison and Buster Posey, in fact, both did it in that 09 season. When you look back at Buster was here with him, Crawford was here. I mean, panic has come through here. Belt, we were talking earlier, had the, the best, what, four months you've ever seen? Yeah, or something it, like it that. almost 400. Yeah. Well, <laughs> have any of these guys surprised you 
at the big league level, or, or could you see it all here in San Jose? You know, um, very similar players really uh, now to what they were here in San Jose, so, so not major surprises, especially with guys like Posey and Belt, that they were just, they were so good here that, that you had a feeling that barring any kind of injury that they would move themselves up and, and get a shot but you know there are also great stories of, of young players that uh, you know maybe weren't the top prospects here in San Jose that, that get that opportunity uh, up there and we were speaking earlier about a Matt Duffy who, who was a, a late draft pick but proved it at every level and and he got his opportunity Trevor Brown was the backup catcher here in San Jose backup catchers in high A aren't yeah. supposed to make it to the major leagues and I know he's back in the minors now but he was up for a while and and on some great Giants teams those past couple of years so those are the great stories too that that really get you uh, excited and, and pumped about coming out to see minor league ball every day Belt has told us so many goofy stories about the minors what, what was he like as a 22 year old Belt, uh, you know, he clean shaven, uh, much skinnier, right? But uh, he 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 was a great great clubhouse guy, and uh, kind of just kept everybody loose uh, in there, and uh, you know, with that 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 Texas uh, mindset, and uh, he was great. And uh, what he accomplished on the field, uh, I've really never seen anything like it here in San Jose. And he had never played an inning of professional baseball before coming to the California League. And, and he shows up, and you put him in the fourth spot in the order, and, and, and he hits something like 380. And by the uh, next season, he was in San Francisco. It was a quick rise for him, too. I think the poor guy is still trying to live up to those numbers. He, <laughs> yeah. he, we talked about it once a couple years ago, and I said, why, what's the, why are you a lightning rod? And, and he made a good point that he thinks he hit so much in the minors that mm -hmm. people thought he was going to come up and hit 350. It's, and uh, contrast that to a Brandon Crawford, who actually didn't hit a ton, really, in minor league baseball, um, especially when he got up double A. It was a, it was a struggle, and he actually came back down here for a little bit. Uh, to kind of get on track so the, the paths are all very different and uh, and it's it's exciting just to kind of see it on the ground floor here in San Jose as they're just beginning their pro journeys when you had Crawford here could you envision future gold gloves I mean the, the glove has always been the the calling card but it's a little bit different when you're 22 23 I guess yeah I'm not sure you saw gold glove winner I mean you, you saw a great defensive player and you saw a lot of potential but uh, he was overshadowed a bit on that team because he was on a team with Buster Posey and uh, Madison Bumgarner. So they were grabbing all the headlines and they were the ones that everyone was talking about. Crawford was uh, a fourth round pick uh, right out of UCLA and, and wasn't an elite prospect yet. But you could see the glove. You knew there was a lot of potential and, and just kind of felt that if he just hit a little bit, he'd get that opportunity. And obviously he's turned himself into a real nice hitter. The flip side of this, we were talking earlier about Gary Brown and, and what he did here. Who are some of the guys who have not made it that you saw here and thought that guy is going to be a, a big league regular? Yeah, you know, Gary Brown uh, had a huge year here. He might have been the best hitter in the California League by the end of this season, but it just didn't translate to the higher levels, which is another uh, reminder that it is a, a long journey up from here to San Francisco. Uh, Mac Williamson was a... Uh, a great hitter here in San Jose. I know he's gotten a little bit of an opportunity in San Francisco, but, but hasn't stuck. And um, someone that I would classify in this list until maybe just a few weeks ago was Kyle Crick. But Kyle Crick, while well, he missed a half a year here in San Jose with a, an oblique injury when he was healthy in the second half as a, a young, just out of high school fireballer, 
throwing 96, 97, uh, untouchable. And you thought, wow, I mean, the control, not pinpoint, but he's going to move fast. And he, he goes up to double A, and it, it just didn't happen for him there. And, and it was great to see him now maybe finding this new role as a reliever, that this is perhaps mm-hmm. going to be the path for him. But uh, for a while, it was kind of Kyle Crick was that guy here where you, you said, this is the number one prospect in the organization. And then a couple of years later, you wondered, would he even make it? The last time I was here was to see Kyle Crick. I think he struck out 12 or 13. Mac reached base five times, hit a home run. And I, we were joking earlier, a small shortstop by the name of Matt Duffy hits a home run. So it's, it's been a while. You mentioned Crick coming up. Uh, we've seen some other kids recently, Ryder Jones, Austin Slater. They came through here as well. Austin especially has kind of held his own at the big league level. Is that real, do you think? I think it is. I think he, he's got a very real hit tool. Um, that that started in college at Stanford, and he's hit 300 at every level. Uh, he did it here. He did it in Double A. He was hitting in Triple A, obviously this year, and uh, he's doing quite well for himself up in San Francisco. I, I always thought for Austin Slater was uh, could they find a position for him because when he was here in San Jose, they were trying to make him into a second baseman. Yeah, and it was didn't it, work. Right? It was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, he he was having a tough time with that. Uh, he was actually playing second base while Christian Arroyo was playing shortstop. They were the middle infield duo here in 2015 so I was I was watching him play and I'm going you know he's gonna move up he's the the bat is too good but um, but they're gonna have to find a spot for him and it was after he left San Jose that they gave him an opportunity then to settle in as a corner outfielder and uh, by all accounts it's it's going pretty well for him uh, out there so they they found a spot for him Uh, I really think the 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 hit tool that he's got is uh, sustainable and uh, I'll be curious as he kind of gets through the league now two and three times as adjustments are made, how he can uh, adjust back. But uh, a smart kid, plays hard, and uh, easy to root for. Yeah, that's why I've been leaning on the adjustment thing. And it seems like so far, I mean, he, he's doing all right. I, Arroyo had an issue when, when he got around the league a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and a big thing with him, I mean, it sucks for him now. He's hurt again. And I think his season probably just about over but but a big thing that they wanted him to work on patience and, and that's something that down here I mean Ryder had issues with that too I, what have you seen from those two as far as their potential yeah both of them uh, were very aggressive hitters up here uh, in San Jose and uh, Royal had more success than, than Ryder Jones but both were you know very similar players and they were at the same point in their careers drafted out of high school in the, the same class and uh you wondered if maybe that would get exposed a little bit at, at, in upper levels. And um, I think it's important to remember that y- you have to be patient with, with guys drafted out of high school. It's very different than an Austin Slater who uh, was uh, a standout at, at Stanford or maybe someone like a Brian Reynolds right now who played great high-level college baseball at Vanderbilt and now is moving his way up. But those high school kids, they're very young. They didn't have the seasoning of, of playing at a, a high level of college ball. But um, obviously both, I think, have, have bright futures. You know, people all know about Christian Arroyo. Uh, I hope he can battle his way through this injury. And uh, the organization, as I understand, still very much believes he's a huge part of the future. And, and Ryder Jones is an, is an example of someone who, you know, didn't hit 320 here in San Jose. Uh, he was a, a 250, 260 hitter, but but there were some tools, and he was a young kid, and it's just a hey, be patient, level by level, uh, try and pick things up as you go along, and maybe you can work your way up to the big leagues one day, and he's done that. 
the current team, you mentioned Brian Reynolds. It, do you think the Giants think he can stick in center? Have you seen a guy who can stick in center field? I think he is. I think he can. Um, uh, Brian um, is a very athletic player that uh, does everything well. Um, he, there may not be the elite tool that he possesses, but uh, you, you go down the list. I mean, he's, he can hit. He can hit for he can hit for power. He can run a little bit. And, uh, and I do like him out there in center field. He covers a lot of ground, gets good reads on fly balls, and he's got a pretty good arm too. And it's an arm that even I think could even play in right uh, if that's where they, they want to play him. So uh, Giants are obviously desperate for, for getting some of those homegrown yeah. outfielders uh, up to the big leagues. And uh, he's one of a couple of guys that I think uh, perhaps could profile as a center fielder. And, and if someone else emerges in center field here in the coming years, they're going to have no problem sliding him into a corner spot. The big thing here is outfielders. I think Heath Quinn, Gio Brusa, uh, this group of outfielders, uh, what kind of potential do you see from them as a whole? It's a good group, and these were the guys they all drafted last June. So they're all still uh, very inexperienced at the professional level. They're going through the first full year for the first time. And I, I think a lot of fans really realize how big of a deal that is, that it's a huge difference from playing a 60-game college season to then 140 games in the minor leagues plus spring training before that and fall instructional league after it so it is a real grind for the players and, and they're dealing with it for the first time but uh, Reynolds and Quinn in particular uh, I think are, are handling it quite well. Brusa struggled a little bit early in the year and, and has had if, uh, difficulties with strikeouts that, that he's starting to iron out but uh, uh, Reynolds we talked about and, and Heath Quinn is someone that, that has plus power, and he's got power to all fields. And uh, there aren't many in this organization right now that uh, have that kind of power potential. So because of that, he's a very exciting player. And I think he even has plus potential as a right fielder. Um, can play left, certainly can play right, and uh, has a, a bright future ahead. With Brusa, power hitter as well. I'd put it almost up there at, at Quinn's level, and as a switch hitter, that really intrigues you. Uh, maybe not quite as refined defensively. We've got him out here and left in San Jose. Has to cut down on his strikeouts. But I'm interested to see where they're all at at the end of the year. You want to see that improvement from April to September in your first minor league season. And if all goes well, then they're going to get a shot up in double-A uh, next year. And then that's the, that's the real big test for young hitters because the Eastern League is yeah, really, really tough. It is. And if you hit there, you're probably going to hit in the major leagues. I'll get you out of here on this. Is, is there a guy on this roster that we don't talk about that you think down the line we're, we're going to say that was that's somebody that wasn't a, a top 10 prospect in the organization, but that's the guy who made the big leagues? You know, I really like the young shortstop here, Ryan Howard. Uh, Ryan was a fifth-round pick last year out of Missouri, and he flies under the radar here in San Jose because of Reynolds and Quinn and the outfielders. But uh, all he does is hit, and it, it reminds me of a, a Christian Arroyo or a, a Matt Duffy where you know, he's not hitting a bunch of home runs, but he's finding ways to put balls in play. He's been really tough to strike out uh, this year and just a good hard-nosed player that, that does it all the right way. It's the kind of player the Giants have had a lot of success <laughs> you just drafting. Like you just described the exact right? kind of player that makes it up there. Right? I mean, and, and in particular with a lot of the infielders that they've taken that we've seen now in San Francisco uh, that have developed. And, and Howard kind of fits that mold for me. So he's hitting 320 here in San Jose and like all those outfielders, is going through his first full year. So uh, 
he, he's saying uh, this is no problem, this challenge of, of pro ball. So uh, he's been great and is doing a, a good job at short. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll stick there long term. Obviously, the position is well spoken for in San Francisco, but uh, can play second, uh, can play third. And uh, is someone like maybe an Austin Slater, where if you just keep hitting 300 every year, eventually you're going to get a shot. Well, Joe, I, I appreciate you taking the time. You always come through the press box, I think, a couple times a year. You make it up there, and, and, and we all rush to pick your brain a little bit on, on some of these kids. You know them, I think, better than anybody. So thank you for coming on here, and, and I, I would recommend to anybody to follow Joe on Twitter and, and keep up with this team because it is a, an interesting group. And as we talked earlier, I mean, this draft class they just drafted seems like they're going to move pretty quickly too. So they'll be here at some point soon. Yeah, they, we always see the top prospects come through San Jose. They rarely skip this level. So it's a lot of fun watching them. And uh, thanks for having me, Alex. Thanks, Joe. center field and this game is over got him and that's a perfect game Tournament. the giants are world champions the giants insider podcast on csnbayarea.com Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.